Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. I'm Fran McNeil, producer of the show, and thank you for joining us in this exclusive interview with BDPA's founder, Earl Pace Jr., who will share with us his vision for the future. Good afternoon, Earl. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well, Fran. How are you? I am doing well. It is absolutely wonderful um, to have you on the show and for you to share your vision. So very excited to get started. I do want to just give a little bit of your background, some highlights for some of our new listeners, and then we're going to jump right into the interview. So Earl Pace Jr. is the co-founder of National BDPA. BDPA has grown into the largest national professional organization representing people of African descent in the technology industry. BDPA is celebrating the 40th anniversary in 2015, and Earl remains the only person who has attended every single BDPA technology conference. He was the first ever national BDPA president. In 1997, he received the National Technical Association's National Technical Achiever Award as Computer Scientist of the Year. In 2001 and 2002, Black Money Magazine named him as one of the 50 most influential African Americans in information technology. In 2011, he was inducted into the CompTIA Information Technology Hall of Fame, joining Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Michael Dell, and others with this honor. And in 2013, he was inducted into the BDPA Hall of Fame as one of its first inductees. So, Earl, thank you again. Welcome. And with that just tip of the iceberg introduction of your bio, the very first question is, what caused you to start BDPA? Give us some context. Well, you know, it uh, it gets a little more difficult. Uh, I think in the intro you talked about this being the, the 40th anniversary and uh, being identified so closely with the organization, it makes it difficult for me to uh, to lie about my age. So uh, I'll have to I'll have to admit to uh, uh, to, to to being um, in the upper side of um, uh, of age. Back in um, 1970. 
2005, which is uh, when we actually started BBPA. Um, I had been fortunate enough to uh, be pretty you know, successful in the early stages of my career, and I was working with the telecommunications um, firm for uh, financial services in Philadelphia. And uh, you know, it was in the uh, you know, the old IBM 360 areas and um, very technical. And I, I saw that there were uh, no people like me. Um, it really hit me when I was in Arizona at a conference, and there were I think I'd just been promoted to my first programming manager position. And there were about 200 programming managers in this room. And there were 199 people who were not African-American. We used black in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me. Um, and David Wimberly had been um, kind of lobbying me to start the organization. And that was uh, and that was kind of the, the nail for me. And I came back and David and I rented a hotel room and invited some of our friends in and started talking about the, the need. You know, the computer industry was you know, you know, a, a fledgling uh, industry, just making some of its penetrations into the commercial markets. And there were not enough, or hardly any, um, you know, blacks in there, but knew that that was an industry that was going to explode. Uh, you, you didn't have to have a bachelor's degree. You didn't have to be college educated at that point in time. The demand was so high that if you were logical and could uh, could add two and two and come up with four, uh, there was an opportunity for you in that industry to, you could start in a computer room and with a, you know, a, a little in, in ingenuity and uh, initiative, you can move pretty quickly up the ranks. So it looked like an excellent exploding industry where um, people didn't care what color you were as long as you could contribute to a black bottom line they were interested in you. So that was our uh, our rationale for starting BDPA. Wow. Very, very powerful. And we can already see the relationships making a big difference and having an awareness. So given that that was the start, you rented a hotel room, you had an experience, um, did you envision BDPA to be the national organization and the size and the impact that it has now? In truth, no. Um, it was it was a local organization. Um, I was uh, I'm a Philly boy. I was born here and you know educated in the state. Uh, came back from from Penn State and started working at the Pennsylvania Railroad. So I was. Uh, associated locally and had done most of my uh, my business ventures locally and had a, a good network uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, our initial thought was just we would start a Philadelphia organization and, and try to make, uh, have some impact on the, uh, the residents, the black residents here in, uh, in Philadelphia. We um, invited uh, a gentleman from Washington, D.C. through a friend of mine, and again, this is where the networking took place, um, fellow who was, uh, from, had, was trying to sell me some banking equipment, uh, and we, he and I got friendly, and he recommended uh, to me that there was a, a friend of his who was in the service in security uh, who might make a good speaker for uh, our group. So we invited him to speak. 
And when he came in, he was so impressed with the group that had formed that he asked if he could start a chapter in Washington, D.C. And that's how it all started. That gentleman was named Norman and still is named Norman Mays, who uh, then started a Washington, D.C. chapter. And then when he got out of the service, he went back to Cleveland, Ohio, and started a Cleveland chapter. And then we became National BDPA. Wow, national. Uh, what a great story. You know, I, I actually can see the movie. Um, I, I think we need to think big and, you know, make the movie because this is history in the making. So you talked about in 1975 the computing industry was a fledgling industry. Um, but let's, let's go a little bit more in depth. I mean, what was the IT environment when you started, and how does it differ from what's happening today? Well, uh, you know, the industry, uh, normally an industry will go through uh, stages where it's, uh, you know, uh, an introductory um, industry and it's, it's, a, it's a, hot, a hot industry and it'll go through to maturation and then once it becomes a mature industry, it kind of levels off um, in its employment side. Well, this whole IT industry just broke that mold. Um, it started out as a hot area, and it's it's continuing to be a hot area to this day. And ironically enough, um, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, you know, if you look at some of the some of the stats now, the uh, the industry has gotten much bigger. But you know, in the 70s, um, you know, blacks were maybe seven eight percent of the um, let's call it STEM. Um, and now in the, in the latest numbers I saw were around 2011, uh, we're now 10%. Um, Asian um, Americans, uh, you know, started out in the 60s at, you know, less than half a percent, but now they're like um, 12%. So there is a tremendous opportunity that still exists because the industry just continues to grow uh, at a phenomenal rate, but uh, BDPA's intent was to grab, uh, make sure that our constituents could get a greater percentage of uh, those jobs. Uh, we've done a good job, but uh, it's still quite a bit left to do, and the uh, opportunities are significant. We have not made the kind of penetration into the industry that um, at least I had hoped that we would. Right, right. It, it's really, and, and you made a choice to name the organization the Black Data Processing Associates, and there's been a lot of discussions about name changes. What's your position on this? Well, um, it's not kind of my organization, so I started, uh, helped start BDPA, um, and if BDPA wants to uh, change its name, uh, I'm just one vote. But uh, my personal opinion would be that uh, there is still a significant need. Um, headlines now actually still show that there is a, uh, a difference when you walk through the door and you are a person of color. Um, we're not quite colorblind yet. So there still needs to be an organization that can show young people that there are um, people like them 
who are doing well, and there are members of BDPA who are doing very well, uh, and that needs to be held out so our young people can see that there are opportunities for them and that there's no reason for them to think that they can't be as successful in that career as anyone else. And the name is what can attract people. Now, if you look at our operation, you'll see that BDPA is a rainbow of colors. Um, our high school computer competition, our youth technology centers, our, our IT showcases are made up of every color that you can imagine of the rainbow. So it's not that we are exclusive, but our objectives, which follow our classroom to the boardroom concept, is where we're trying to move people up that continuum. Um, those objectives are to make sure that there is a penetration of, um, of African Americans in this industry. Um, and the, the name does quite a bit to, uh, to bring them in. We are open to all, but our objectives are directed towards that purpose. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now, when people have also had discussions about the name change, um, and you've done an excellent uh, job of talking about why to keep the black in it, what about the data processing piece? Yeah, yeah, that um, you know, there has been some uh, some discussion of perhaps uh, making it uh, digital processing, and I, you know, I, I have I personally have no objection to that. Um, changing a name, there are you know legal implications of it. Our our incorporation papers and most of our um, official papers are is Black Data Processing Associates. But um, how many people know that IBM? is international business machines, not very many people, uh, and CSC is Computer Sciences Corporation. So a BDPA can stand for Black Digital Processing Associates. Uh, it can have anything of that nature. So um, it's not, well, ironically enough, if you look at how information has been flowing now, there is more, uh, more of an emphasis on the data portion. Uh, so it's kind of come full circle to what it was in, in 1975, where data uh, is recognized as the beginning of all information that is then manipulated and processed to uh, create knowledge. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm uh, I'm not wed to it. Uh, if the organization wants to you know, make it digital processing associates. It's fine with me. Uh, was it Shakespeare said, "What is it a name? <laughs> a rose by any other name smells as sweet." As long as we continue Absolutely. to do what it is we're supposed to do, I'm fine with it. Right, right. Stay true to the mission. Um, and uh, gosh, that that really kind of leads me to where we are now. I mean, BDPA right now is celebrating its 40th anniversary. What are you most proud of? And then a follow-up question to that is, what has been your greatest disappointment? Okay. Well, uh, the first one is very, uh, very easy to uh, to talk about. Um, it has been kind of um, the uh, the banner of the BDPA for quite some time, and that would be the uh, the work that we have done in this whole STEM area. Now, ironically enough. Uh, uh, BDPA has been in what people are now calling the STEM area for 29 years. Um, back as far as 1986, 
um, Dr. Jesse Demley out of the uh, our Washington D.C. chapter was the uh, the person who initiated uh, our high school computer competition where we started training young people in uh, computer programming um, and you know, history, terminology, and then bringing them together to kind of compete in our national um, at our national conference for prizes and awards and, and now we uh, we give them scholarships that whole process has expanded into um, for these over these 29 years to a, a program whereby we start with people who are actually nine and ten years old participating in our youth technology conference who can then move into our high school computer competition piece where we actually train students starting in the winter on on the weekends and believe it or not these young people will give up that time um, and we train them now in in Java and website development C++ you know programming coding also the history of the organization and then we bring them to our conference uh, to compete for scholarships we also have our IT showcase which is where the um, the high school students who are performing best and our college students actually write a 10-page paper that's properly footnoted on some topic and make a presentation and, uh, and, and do oral presentations, uh, again, for scholarships. So we have, over that 29-year period, we've probably introduced, well, we have introduced tens of thousands of students to the possibility of careers in, uh, in IT. And we're continuing to do that now. Um, and that would uh, certainly be the highlight that I would have as far as I'm most proud of. Um, now, and from disappointment, uh, you're going to get a scoop here because I don't think I've ever talked about this in public. Um, we uh, have conferences every year, and our tagline or our, uh, our mantra has always been classroom to the boardroom whereby um, since the initiation of BDPA, well, we talked about introducing young people into the industry, shepherding them through their career into professional positions, eventually so that they could get into managerial positions um, and end up in the boardroom and then ideally into some businesses of their own. Um, I recall back in 1996, we uh, had our conference in Atlanta, and a gentleman by the name of Carl Williams uh, approached me. He was a CIO, I think, at Amoco at the time, the uh, gasoline company. And he was getting close to retirement, and he said he looked over his shoulder and didn't see too much in the pipeline of African Americans moving into the senior levels, and he wanted to help fill that pipeline. Uh, at that point, I was just ecstatic because that kind of uh, fills in part of our continuum and can attract uh, you know additional professionals into BDPA. So we, uh, I actually started working with him, Ron Statham, and a couple other people in uh, trying to form uh, what was is called an Information Technology Senior Managers Forum. Uh, in fact, we. Uh, it was initially known as BDPA's Information Technology uh, Senior Managers Forum, and we helped them form and organize themselves. 
but unfortunately, BDPA got involved in a reorganization at that point in time and kind of took their eye off the ball. And that group formed itself outside of BDPA rather than within BDPA. And, um, you know, I uh, kind of rue that day because it uh, broke that continuum that we were so interested in building. We still have a wonderful association with that group. As a matter of fact, it's going to be uh, celebrating its 20th anniversary next year. Um, we still have a relationship, but it's not within under the same umbrella, within the same organization, with an unbroken continuum where people can move from um, professionals into a middle management and to an upper middle management and into a senior level and businesses with that association continually um, at their disposal. So that's a little mm -hmm. bit of a disappointment. I don't hold it against them. A wonderful mm -hmm. organization, but uh, mm -hmm. it would have been better if all of that had happened within the same house. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I really appreciate your frankness in, in sharing that. And I think um, it does show the fact that you are looking, as you say, for that unbroken continuum so that the mantra, classroom to the boardroom, is really possible under one umbrella. Um, so, I, again, I, I appreciate you sharing the highlights, what you're proud of, and uh, your thoughts behind that disappointment. <laughs> you, in identifying what you are proud of, you made the statement that BDPA really has been serving STEM and keeping their eye on STEM for 29 years. And STEM today is a hot issue. Um, given that we were there in the beginning, we were doing it. We weren't talking about it or making regulations about it or, you know, Dr. Bemley just did it and created processes and procedures um, to enable, as you say, thousands of students. Um, how does STEM fit into BDPA's future? Well, um, we expect to uh, continue and even expand upon that. And it is ironic that uh, you know we've been doing STEM for, for so long, and it has become such a hot issue. And um, you know there are any number of, of groups that uh, you know have now dubbed themselves as the uh, you know the, the STEM hot ish, hot place to be. Uh, and we've been just laboring in the fields for these past 29 years in developing the programs and having a proven success um, by the number of people that we've actually introduced into the industry. Um, but it's uh, because it is so exciting um, and such a hot issue, it, it does make it uh, easier now for us to uh, to bring in additional support for our STEM efforts. Um, we, we've got a, uh, a structure that's in place that uh, that has a uh, produces a proven product. So our intent is to you know increase our penetration into the college chapters. We're already doing a real good job, and from the high school side, um, and from the youth technology side, which are the people you know uh, from you know ninth grade up to the to, uh, entrance into high school. Uh, we can expand our program. We've got uh, over 40 chapters uh, and maybe 46. I lose count after a while. Um, but uh, we would want every one of our chapters to at least send uh, a T 
team to our national conference to compete for our high school um, our college scholarships, uh, either in high school computer competition or our IT showcase. Uh, last year, we probably awarded um, $180,000 to $200,000 in college scholarships at our national conference, and uh, and hopefully uh, this year we'll we'll break that beat that number in the number of scholarships we award this year. But we're going to reach out to um, organizations like Nesby. Um, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, uh, because you know uh, collaboration, uh, you know, can expand your reach. Uh, they've got some penetration into colleges, and we've got this significant program that uh, can can assist them in uh, in their career. So um, we can reach out and make you know coalitions with other organizations, and that's uh, that's our intent. But uh, also to make sure that they, uh, people who are interested in the industry, who are now in high school and college, can see that there is a career path for them. And who gives them that career path? Professionals and the young and the middle managers and upper managers that are in the organization, so that they can see a good a good flow for the uh, for their career. Let's. That's that's very, very powerful, and I think, as you say, the opportunity to increase the number of college chapters and the collaboration with other professional groups. I'm wondering yeah. to what degree... In fact, uh, Fran, not, not, to, not to, to interrupt you totally, no, but yeah. um, it, what's, what's uh, so important in our industry now is uh, our certifications. Um, and one of the areas that I am pretty excited about is recently BDPA entered into a, uh, a partnership. Uh, you mentioned earlier that um, 2011, I think you indicated that I was inducted into the uh, CompTIA Hall of Fame, um, the IT Hall of Fame. Um, and CompTIA is a, is a, is a well-established, um, uh, well-funded well uh, and uh, a force within our industry, and BDPA has uh, has teamed with them. They do. Uh, they have a very successful certification program that now reaches even down into young people. So that uh, now, with BDPA being a partner with them, uh, all of our members of BDPA, including our student members, can get uh, significant discounts on certifications within CompTIA. And what I'd love to see is uh, when a student comes out of our high school computer competition side, uh, they may come out with some certifications, one, two, or even three, so that uh, or more, so that when they now go to college, they've got certifications that they can put on their application. If they're in college and ready to come out, they can uh, have a, um, a resume that indicates that they've got some certifications as well as our professional members. So I think that will make a big difference when uh, you know, uh, people who have gone through our program can now come out with recognized certifications that make them experts in certain areas. Right, right. So they are getting professional support, professional knowledge, and a competitive advantage. That's correct. Now, BDPA has recently reorganized into a regional structure. How is that reorganization going from your perspective? 
it's 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 going well. I mean, um, reorganizations take time, and um, um, we are kind of going through the uh, our our first turn of officers within that. One of the reasons that we <clears throat> reorganized was to bring the decision making closer to our chapters. We recognize that the um, the local chapters are uh, who national BDPA and even our regional structure, um, we're here to serve them. Um, before we had this huge board of directors where uh, every chapter sat at the table when it was 60, 70 people sitting at a table at one time making decisions and discussions. Well, that's could be chaotic at times. Uh, so the intent was to regionalize it so that we can <clears throat> bring the decision-making now closer to the chapters. And we instituted uh, regional representation for four regions within the country. And uh, the first group of uh, regional DPs and regional directors have been out developing it, and it's going well. It's going well. Um, we just the chapters just need to know that uh, that they are the boss. That it is what they want that gets communicated through their regional representation up to the national office, and uh, and that's how decisions will be made. We will be in Washington D.C. this uh, in August, and we have a new round of uh, of elections. We'll be electing. New regional representation, um, our uh, new president or a president, uh, vice president, vice president of finance, all while we're in Washington, D.C. So you have given us a great history and you've talked about areas where BDPA is very strong, you've identified the regional structure. From your perspective, what does BDPA's future look like? I mean, where do we go from here? We're, we're at year 40. What's next? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I, uh, I think we can, we can do uh, much better uh, than what we've been doing. Uh, the the industry um, has grown significantly, um, but we have uh, teamed. I mentioned earlier that uh, we had signed a um, a partnership with uh, with CompTIA, uh, and with it uh, we fill in a lot of the gaps that uh, that BDPA has. Uh, some number of years ago, uh, we were interested. We were challenged actually by the um, ambassador from. Uh, and I forget the African country, uh, to reach out to um, the population in Africa. And we started something called our BDPA IT Corps with the intent of uh, trying to move into uh, to Africa so that our um, the people who went through our programs, our high school and college students that went through our program, that we would have a venue whereby they could reach out to their counterparts uh, in, in Africa. Um, CompTIA has some established relationships in in Africa as well as in England and and in the Caribbean areas that uh, we don't have to reinvent um, very much for it. Um, they're going to be very active with us uh, at our conference in uh, in August uh, in our uh, in our career and uh, and technology fair. 
to expose uh, our, our members to some of the uh, benefits that this relationship has. Uh, so we're, we're going to be teaming with them, and that's going to bring you know significant uh, capabilities uh, and exposure and uh, um, you know certifications and tools to uh, to to BDPA, and I think that will help us significantly. Um, I even um, would like to see us uh, do something about reestablishing something that is more of a uh, let's call it an executive level member within BDPA such that uh, some of those uh, executives that may have gotten away from us in the past will see the benefit of coming back and actually working <clears throat> with the young professionals and the students that are, you know, that comprise BDPA now so that we can reestablish that uninterrupted continuum from the classroom to the, uh, the boardroom and <clears throat> give the proper amount of emphasis to uh, to the whole area of uh, of entrepreneurial uh, membership uh, it's an area that's near and dear to my heart um, because i've uh, always felt that um, that business ownership and entrepreneurism uh, was where it would uh, if you're going to make a difference you can you can do so um, you know african americans now uh, are uh, you know may have uh, business ownership now. I think it's something like uh, 1.9 million African-American firms in the country that maybe employ you know, nine, 900,000 know, under, uh, under a million people, uh, whereby if, uh, since we're 12% of the population, if uh, economic parity was in place, we could uh, employ 6 million people and uh instead of uh, having combined rec receipts of you know 100 150 billion we can be in a trillion uh and employment and you may be sorry you asked me this but um and the the employment opportunities uh, can be can be significant um for people and that's the whole continuum that we can move through uh, you know, not not necessarily have the trillions of dollars coming into BDPA, but I'm just saying that emphasizing what business ownership can do, and do it within an industry that uh, has very little unemployment, um, it can have an impact on uh, on other areas. I love the response, and no apology is needed. In fact, I think you have identified multiple challenges that you are passionate about, that are extremely purposeful, and that are really needed. And that that vision of the continuum and the fact that it has been implemented and that it deserves to be unbroken, um, and that there are opportunities for executives to reinvigorate um, and reestablish themselves within BDPA is, you know, that's, that's exactly why we're here today, for you to share your vision, for you to challenge us and encourage us and inspire us um, to, to help put that into, into place. You mentioned 
um, a very strategic alliance with CompTIA. And you identified that members and sponsors and people who come to um, the conference can kind of see that in action. Um, tell us more about BDPA's 37th Annual Technology Conference in August in Washington, D.C. What are your thoughts? Uh, why should people go? What should they expect? Um, give us give us the rallying cry here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, one of uh, one of my his, his historical heroes is uh, uh, is uh, Booker T. Washington, um, who um, emphasized the fact that I believe it was in uh, a convention in Atlanta uh, to, uh, in front of um, black businessmen that he emphasized the need for them to at least come together annually uh, so that they can exchange information and reinvigorate each other. Um, BDPA's national conferences, um, they fulfill a similar kind of need. Um, you work hard all year, and uh, you know, in, in a, either in a chapter or in your in your business or in your profession. Um, and to come to a conference where you are seeing thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand um, people who are like you come together um, in both a networking environment as well as a working environment where you can exchange information with uh, someone from California, from, from Washington State, from, uh, from any region within uh, the organization. Uh, it's just invigorating. You, you leave the conference with a, a purpose of mind uh, that uh, kind of recharges your battery so you can go back out and and, uh, and, and fight a good battle for another year. Um, every year we will bring um, two to three hundred high school students, um, people who are in junior high, college students, professionals, uh, executive level, the um, ITSMF uh, senior managers forum that I mentioned earlier, uh, they co-locate their third quarter meetings with ours. So we, we have a continuum there of people from every facet of the industry, and all of us are mingling together. Um, uh, someone, we had a young man who was uh, about 12 years old who had a computer repair business, um, and you could see him walking around the reception and going over and and pulling the jacket of uh, of a, a CIO from one of the uh, major corporations who uh, also happened to be an African American, and they can stand in a reception and talk a little bit about how he got there and what kind of characteristics he uh, uh, he thinks uh, helped him get there and what this young man can do to move his career ahead. Uh, I could never imagine having that kind of exposure when I was a young person. Uh, and you'll see that all over our conference. Um, we'll have a uh, technology conference where there will be 60, 70, I don't even know what the number is this year, of companies who come there to our career fair um, and set up their, their, their booths, bring their, um, their equipment, 
demonstrate what their corporations can do and, and are there to, uh, to interact with the members. You know, we've got uh, workshops that will be going. Uh, our students will be competing in, uh, in their competitions. There is an electricity that's in the air that uh, I have never experienced. Uh, every year I go, uh, it seems that it's better than the, the year before. And now when you add the icing to that cake of this being our 40th anniversary, I, I don't know if Washington, D.C. will be able to recover from BDPA this year. Wow. Wow, that is great. Earl, it really has been just a pleasure to to hear you, to have you take us back to the beginning, to share with us your vision for the future. It is always powerful to have a presenter like you, a founder like yourself, just leave us with words of wisdom. What specifically would you like us to do to help you in making sure that vision for the future is, in fact, a reality? Well, BDPA has over the 40 years, and, and, uh, and most of our, many of our sponsors, uh, stakeholders are amazed at the fact that BDPA and its 46, 50 chapters or so is purely a volunteer organization. No one gets paid at BDPA. We have an administrative assistant who, you know, um, you know, takes care of our mail and, um, and, and administrative type things. Um, but the rest of the organization, from the president, the national president, uh, on down to the chapter, pres- the chapter presidents and the, the, uh, the committee members, you know, the training that has been done for these tens of thousands of students has been done on a volunteer basis by professionals in the industry. Um, so it, it, is, it, it becomes a, a labor of love. Um, but it is an involved organization. It is the same as a national corporation that has 40 or 50 branches across the country. Um, you know, very often, um, you know, people say, "Well, what, what's what's in this for me?" Um, when you volunteer, you get, and I like to term it both a um, a social and a selfish motive. Uh, for becoming involved in an organization like BDPA. You may come in to say, uh, how can I advance my career? Uh, and what we give you the opportunity to do is to work with others in assisting them to move their careers. And as you do that, you are moving your own career because the students are trained by our professionals. And as our professionals are doing this, they are demonstrating and, and acquiring skills of their own for budgeting, for management, for presentation, a lot of those soft skills that their managers are looking for. So you get an opportunity to uh, to to perform in an area before it becomes part of your job. Um, and it's just, just a tremendous opportunity. So I, if nothing else, for people to realize that, and it's sometimes a trite expression, that the more you give, the more you get back, 
because that involvement in a, in a vibrant organization that is actually doing something will return as much or more to you, let alone the fact that it gives you an opportunity to network with some people who uh, who can assist you in your career. I own a business, uh, and I've been operating it for 39 years. Uh, I started one year after I started BDPA, which wasn't too smart. Um, but from my company, several other companies have sprung from people who have worked for me. Um, I've used BDPA uh, members for projects uh, if I needed additional uh, assistance in certain areas. So you, you generate a, uh, a network of support, uh, of opportunities. Um, entrepreneurs that get involved as they're building a business uh, can use some of the resources that are in their local chapters, but it doesn't just come to you. Uh, you have to get out and become involved. Uh, too often we think now that uh, we've got the Internet, we've, uh, we can work from home, we can work remotely. Uh, we don't really need to get involved with people that much. But the truth of the matter is the contacts and the, um, the progress that is made, it still comes down to people interacting and interfacing with other people. And the more you're isolated, the less you are prepared um, to demonstrate, you know, the skills and the communication skills. So those soft skills are there. So we need to, to stay involved, keep interacting with each other, um, and uh, and we'll be we'll be successful. And when members are successful. BDPA is successful because the BDPA has one product and one product alone, and that is its members who are moving through the continuum of the organization from classroom to the boardroom and hopefully to their own boardroom. Absolutely, from the classroom to the boardroom. Well, Earl, I want to thank you again for being a special guest and really sharing your thoughts in this exclusive interview. I wish you a great afternoon. I look forward to seeing you in August at our B at BDPA's 40th National Conference in Washington, D.C. Now, did I happen to mention that it is going to be in Washington, D.C., at the Washington Hilton on Connecticut Avenue? You identified that it will be in Washington, um, and it's great that you identified the exact address. So, <laughs> in fact, as as part of the information sharing, we want to help people take action, so they should go to www.bdpa.org and register now so that they, in fact, secure their spot to enjoy the conference, to participate, and really receive everything that is available. And if they are not a member, they should join BDPA as well. So any final thoughts, Earl, as we wrap up this exclusive interview? Well, as uh, as usual for at each conference, um, there is a founder's reception that occurs on Saturday evening just before our gala. And for all of those members that are out there who have not become lifetime members, it would be my pleasure to host you at a special reception that is held for lifetime members, and I encourage you to step up to the plate.
Absolutely. In fact, uh, I did that several years ago, and it really is a treat. Um, being a lifetime member is both an honor and an opportunity to serve and financially support the organization, as well as um, there are opportunities for individuals who are entrepreneurs to support college students by purchasing, uh, actually, college memberships. So there's lots of yes. opportunities. Thanks for sharing with folks that the Founders Reception is a special bonus if you are a lifetime member. So we're going to conclude this interview. Earl, thank you again so much for your time. And for our listening audience, this is, again, what BDPA does. We share, we network, we assist each other so that we, as a group of African Americans, can go from the classroom to the boardroom. It's been my honor to introduce you to BDPA's founder, Earl Pace, Jr., Thank you, Earl. Thank you very much, Fran. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. And the executive director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPAI Radio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.